November 2023. And this episode begins right after we finished off the last episode where we went into the restaurant and the cartel spies were spying on us. And we knew it, and they knew it, and everybody knew it. And the good news is nothing happened. We got out of there. We actually left later that day and then went back to the other city, the larger city. I'm not getting into specific locations here, but to the larger city where we were, which is not really dangerous. There's just not that big of a cartel presence. And so we're good. So I'm working on this this documentary TV show in Mexico, like I talked about. And um, again, this is the one where when I got there, I was told it was going to be there for three months. And when I got there, right at the start, they said, all right, you got till Friday to impress us or you're out. And okay, so at this point, you know, the, the this part of the story now, this is week five. So I've made it through, you know, the first, well, the first two weeks were a little rocky, but I made it through. Then the third week and fourth week, kind of cruising along. And like in my head, I'm like, I will not fail on this project because of my own doing. Like if something happens, if I get kicked out of here, if they, if I get fired, so to speak, it's going to be because of external factors that I cannot control. Like I had gotten into that mindset where like, okay, I'm going to show up to work early every day. I'm going to be practicing, you know, my job in my spare time. I'm going to do everything I can. I will not fail because of my own doing. I'm building good relationships with the team. Like this is a big deal to me. I will not fail because of my own doing. You understand? So we get back to the, well, the larger city we were staying, check into a hotel. And as a team, we're going to go out, uh, go out to eat, right? And we go into this restaurant and I kind of knew it. When we were eating, it's one of those moments where you're sitting there eating, and you're like, "Uh oh!" Like they brought out these. Uh, it was like this type of chicken, and I just kind of knew after a f- the first bite or two, I'm like, "Ooh, that's a little cold." And um, like we told them because it was going to be a shared plate, but I was the one that took the first two bites, the hungriest, obviously. And then we told them like, "Hey, I think you guys need to warm up that chicken a little bit more." And so anyway, like we keep eating and I just kept eating a lot, you know, like once they brought it out, it was warmed up and it was a good night and everything, like went to bed, slept pretty well. Next morning, wake up and I'm just not feeling that good. Like I did my morning workout, even ate like a good breakfast, but the stomach is just kind of queasy, you know? And I'm like, yeah, this is definitely, it's definitely not from the breakfast. The breakfast was good food. It was last night's food. And see, I've developed this mentality over the last few years where it's kind of like a you know, it's kind of like a I don't even believe in sickness mentality. It's like a mind over matter mentality. I talked in a previous episode about one of my mentors, Wes Watson, you know, like the most hardcore gangster individual you've ever met. And I've heard him literally say to people's faces, you know, what should I do, Wes, if I get sick and I can't work out? And he will literally tell them, you just don't get sick. You just elevate past that. It's mind over matter. That's the way he phrases it. And it's really interesting because I'm a believer to a certain extent in mind over matter. To a certain extent, I really do think that our mind plays a huge role in the way our body reacts to certain things. In this case, it didn't work that great. Okay, so anyway, um, like why did, okay, the other thing is, in my opinion, a big part of the reason that I was more susceptible to getting sick is just because my immune system had probably gone to crap. I mean... I guess you would kind of expect that when you have to wake up really early in the morning and then are running on uh, coffee and beef jerky most of the day and are in a different environment and are getting spied on by cartel spies. Yeah, that's not that great for your for your health overall all the time. Um, so that's probably part of the reason. But like what I realized, what I learned during this trip or just reminded myself of is how most humans, most of you listening, 
are nowhere near in a position of optimal health. What I mean by that is, when, like when I was in Mexico you know, during these five weeks, I tried really hard, really hard to take good care of my health in spite of the fact that we were on the road a lot, we were in different hotels, like it wasn't an optimal environment for health, but I tried really hard because when I'm at home in Minnesota, I have like a, like, you know, my condo where I live in downtown Minneapolis is pretty much like a, it's like an optimal health zone. Like I have the, you know, I have a bedroom I sleep in where it's like totally dark and cool. The sunlight comes in from the east all morning long. I have blue light blocking glasses after sunset to block the blue light. I wake up every day. I go outside and see the sunrise. I put my feet on the ground and do some grounding and earthing whenever possible. I do a morning workout every day. Obviously, I did that as much as possible in Mexico. I eat whole natural foods, you know, which I did as much as possible in Mexico. I have limited Wi-Fi and cell phone radiation. I put my phone in airplane mode at night. Like all of these little things, which I started doing three or four years ago and have gotten me to, well, quite frankly, as jacked as I am nowadays. And I'll just use the word sexy because I'm sexier than I've ever been and I'm 34 years old. And it's gotten me to that point, um, and it can get you, dear listener, to that point as well if you start doing a lot of these little things right. It's all these little things that add up that most humans are not doing, and it's not even close. Like most, most of us modern humans are sleeping like crap. You know, we sleep in a room that's not dark enough. It has a bunch of cell phones or a bunch of Wi-Fi in the room. You know, we go to bed too late. We're watching TV before we go to bed. We don't eat whole natural foods, etc. I mean, the sleep is actually maybe the worst part of it for most people, you know, in my opinion, for most people. But anyway, it was kind of a reminder of how far off most people are from optimal health in the natural world. But if you just pick like a couple of those things and start doing them, you will see radical changes over time in your health and fitness and you will look way more fit as well but anyway so um you know it's week five and like i said i'm kind of cruising along thinking that i'm doing well with this and i'm actually going to be here for the full three months that i was told at the beginning but anyway on this particular day it's um it's not going well because I'm not feeling very well i even told my producer director right before we started i'm like hey let's get out there and work but i'm gonna warn you Something might come out. I don't know if it's going to come out the top or come out the bottom, but something might be coming out at some point here. So like four hours in, I just can't hold it anymore. And um, long story short, I end up puking at a gas station. So I'm throwing up in the gas station. And like for me, this is like my, this is my MJ moment. This is my, my Michael Jordan, I think it was game five of the 1997 NBA Finals, where, well, they, they originally called it the flu game. I think it was actually because his food was intentionally poisoned the night before by, like, some fans of the opponents. It's a long story. But um, where he was sick and just, like, super, super sick. They didn't think he'd be able to play, and then he dropped, like, 38 points, and they won the game and the championship. And so I'm like, well, I'm sick, but I ain't stopping I'm not going to stop. I'm not letting this stop me. This is MJ Kobe stuff, you know, because I'm always a big sports fan. And, you know, Kobe Bryant, of course, the late, great Kobe Bryant kind of had the same mentality where it's like, I remember him saying one time, I was listening to him on a podcast, and he said, you know, the reason that I don't believe in what the NBA does now where they rest guys when they're tired is because essentially every game, it's an 82-game season, and... You know, the NBA does this thing now where, especially some of the older players, they'll have them rest like five or ten games out of the year, just that way they can recover. You know, so they might only play 70 or 75 out of the 82 games, even though they're not actually injured. They're just, they rest them for five or ten games. But Kobe said, <clears throat> essentially, 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know that every night there are thousands of fans in the arena who paid to watch me play. And I am not going to let one of them down on any given night. So I'm not taking a night where I don't play just because I need to rest. And, of course, you know, the crowd went wild in the podcast. Yeah, we love you, Kobe. But I'm thinking the same thing. For me, this is the MJ moment where I'm sick. Or this is the Kobe moment. Like, nah, nah. They're paying me what, for me, is at least good money, in my eyes, to be there filming this project. I'm not sitting out. I'm not stopping. So I get done throwing up in the gas station, told the producer director, like, hey, let's go again. Let's go out there and get it. He's like, you sure? Are you sure you're okay? I'm like, yep, let's do it. Rest later, you know? So we, we keep filming. Nothing amazing happens that day, right? And we go back to the hotel, and I'm super sick. You know how, like, your body can kind of handle it while it needs to? This is the mind over matter thing. Again, like, when you feel you have to perform, your body is typically able to perform if you tell yourself that. Then we get back to the hotel, and I collapse, and I'm almost dead. I got, like, high fever, like, throwing up in diarrhea. I actually don't think I threw up again at the hotel. But, like, having diarrhea, it's everything. And, um, you know, I was able to sleep that night, woke up the next morning, just, like, sick as a dog completely. Luckily, we weren't going to have to go into work until later that afternoon. And um, so, like, I decided to, to stop into the doctor, like, the security and the local driver. They, like, looked at me, and they're, like, security guy's like, yeah, you need to see a doctor. You just look terrible. So then I, like, I start getting a little better, but we went in to see the doctor. Long story short, the doctor verified that it wasn't any super big deal. It's just food poisoning. It's going to go away, blah, blah, blah. Get back from the doctor. And at this point, everybody that's, like, on the team, so to speak, knows that I went to the doctor. And so, like... A couple of them are like, oh, feel better, feel better. And then um, the showrunner sends me a message asking if I have a few minutes to chat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. So I'm laying back in the hotel bed. And, you know, she goes, hey, Sean, you know, how, how are you feeling? And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. She's calling to check on me. And I'm like, well, you know, yeah, I'm not great, been better, but, you know, yeah, I'm doing all right. And um, then she goes, Hey, okay, well, that's good. So guess what? Um, starting on Monday, we're bringing the other guy back, and we're going to send you home on Sunday. <laughs> so to make a long story short, the way this worked is there was me and, well, a couple other people that they had working as translator hosts for this documentary series. And totally out of the blue, for reasons that I still to this day don't understand, and I have some conspiracy theories in my head that I'm still working on, literally right now, as I'm recording this, about a month, month and a half after the fact. Um, anyway, I don't truly understand exactly why this happened at this moment. But when she said that, her and I chatted for five or ten more minutes. And um, in the moment, I didn't really even fight against it that hard. I just kind of accepted it. I'm like, oh. Okay. You know, she said there was a chance they were going to bring me back. I now know that they're basically not going to unless something drastically changes. And it's a very long story. It was a very challenging project and I could get into the, you know, uh, I'm not even going to go into the details about why I think they let me go. I think maybe part of it is I didn't meet the expectations. Um, I think there are other elements as well. It's a tricky situation because from my perspective, if you listen to a previous episode I mentioned where they kind of wooed me into it by saying, we think you have a gift, etc. And then from my perspective, I did pretty much everything right and couldn't have really done much better on my end. So anyway, um, but then all of a sudden I'm being abruptly sent home, essentially fired, even though that's not exactly the way they phrased it at the time. And 
I really didn't even fight it much, and the main reason is because I was sick. Had I been, you know, in optimal physical conditions, I would have said, uh, no, wait a minute, what? How did this decision happen like this, blah, blah, blah? I would have fought a little bit more. But when we're sick and we're in that mood, all of a sudden, it was kind of just like, oh, sure, okay, cool, put me on a plane and send me home for Sunday. That'll be good. That'll be easy for me. And then I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, but put me on a plane, get me out of here. I'm sick and kind of a little tired of running away from cartels now. <laughs> um, it wasn't really that bad. I'm, I'm maybe over-exaggerated the cartel risk. It's not that bad of a risk. Um, but um, but the, the point I want to hammer home here is, and this goes back to one of the previous episodes in these Life lesson series that I did where I talked about how everybody taps out, okay? Now, this wasn't me tapping out. This was me being sent home. But what I'm saying is I would have fought back a little bit had I not been sick. Had I been feeling good, at that moment, I would say, wait, 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 what? But since I was sick, I just kind of said, okay, whatever, I accept it. That's fine. And what you need to understand is, this is why most of us, we enter into something thinking, oh, I'll never quit, I'll never tap, right? That's how you enter into something. But once things really get tough, we see how much our desire, our, our, our will, that strong will that we started with, dips. And this is going to happen anything that you do in life okay because whenever we're ill we're sleep deprived we're stressed whatever all of the sudden our will to fight drops down okay and if you're a human being your will to to fight so to speak will drop as well so all of you tough guys and girls out there who think well i never tap i never quit or whatever <clears throat> you will in certain situations or maybe you won't even tap but it'll be a lot easier for you to be defeated by the other forces okay you are human all right, you're going to be much less tenacious once things start getting tough. And the other moral of the story is you never know when you're getting sent home or dumped or rejected and never coming back. And that's a sad ending because it happens all the time with people who we love in this life. And um, the sad reality is you just never know if you might never see that person or that thing or do whatever again. That's a bitter ending, isn't it? Well, we'll have another chapter very soon. And um, hope you guys enjoyed this one. All right. Talk again soon. Love you all. Peace.